Exciting episode today. Very, very excited today. We have our second guest of our first season of our podcast, uh, <laughs> and we're very excited and humbled to have on uh, Marianne Blair. Uh, she's a fitness RN, and she is going to be here to discuss a follow-up on our topic last week on uh, women in weight training and various roles of hormones and, and just diving deep into women's health and women's weight training, and who better to start this conversation with Marianne. So I can't do her justice by explaining what she does. So let's give the mic to her. Marianne, shoot, tell us who you are. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Marianne Blair and I am a fitness nurse. So where I came into this role was my background is in gerontology, community health, research and education. So I worked with a lot of elderly individuals case managing them in their home, monitoring them and after discharge from hospital and seeing them either deteriorate or improve as they progress when they return back home. So the biggest factor that I found during my case management with them was that they weren't taking care of their physical fitness, their mental health, mm -hmm. um, their nutrition, and they, those that did that just really deteriorated. So I focused on a huge gap in the system because mainly what we're looking for is taking care of their chronic health and not their optimal health mm -hmm. and ensuring that they get better. So that's where I wanted to fit in. I wanted to work with individuals who said, you know, had I taken better care of myself, I wouldn't be in this position of needing home care, community health, further services. And that's where I found the gap. So fitness nursing was, I felt, or I still feel, is the portal to better health. Once you start taking care of your fitness, you start taking better care of your eating, you start taking better care of your health, and then your life gets better. So that's who I work with. <laughs> exactly yeah. why we have you on today. Yeah. That and kind of describes our For podcast. health sakes. Yeah, for health, <laughs> for health sakes, Marianne's here, yes. right? And so. the majority of the clients that I work with, okay, there's four main health conditions that we work with in anywhere that we always deal with. It's um, heart disease diabetes, obesity, and cancer. And if you think about all those conditions, a huge majority of the cause of that is lifestyle. So mm -hmm. how do we fix that? Because if we can fix that, we can really significantly improve how much we access the healthcare system. Yeah. So that there is taking the burden off the system. Yeah. Right? So if we can prevent rather than, than cure or f try to fix, then we're already 10 steps above anything. Yes, totally. and you know that. The healthcare system really is a sick care system. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That is their job. Their job is to take care of sick people, but who's taking care of the people who are healthy or at risk of becoming unhealthy? So why, why wait till you get sick? Because right? we don't pay attention to it. Yeah. We yeah. don't pay attention to the factors that put us at risk, which is our lifestyle, how we're eating, how we're moving, what we're thinking about, what we're, um, who we're um, engaging with our population, our community, our environment, all those factors play a role. So it's holistic and the medical, medical care system is focused on systems, mm -hmm. which is your heart, your lungs, but not holistically and looking at the person overall. And I think that bodes well for rehab as well. So in rehab, I think a lot of us, um, like not, not on purpose, but you know, we, we medicalize everything and you come in with a knee injury and we see a knee imaging, oh, you have a meniscus, let's fix that, let's fix your range of motion and have a nice day. We don't treat you holistically, like, okay, let's look at your ankle and your hip and your mid-back and look at your big toe and your arches and your feet 
And yeah. also, what are you eating? Are you sleeping at nighttime? Yeah. Are you drinking your water? Like, are you are you taking care of your 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 health pillars before you look at your knee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I, like I, looking for those underlying. Yeah. Problems. So treating it as a whole, not as a as a part. Yeah. Right? What is so, the root cause of the problem that's yeah. actually happening, right? And yeah. that's digging deep is the hard part because a lot of the times when we reach a point of really needing help because we've been diagnosed with a health condition, we're already far gone. Our body gives us messages all the time. It's just how at what point are we going to listen to those messages? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that's. One of the key things of having you here, uh, because uh, I, I can see now you both are female. That's pretty good. So it's it's a great uh, it's it, it's a great angle here because as a man I don't as a trained practitioner and as a man I don't even want to or can understand what you guys go through with your hormones and all I know about hormones is once a month I come to work or at home I'm like I gotta go for a walk I have to I have oh I think that was a, here. I gotta go for I gotta water my lawn for three hours tonight why why do you hate me today what did I do right oh, so hormones I can't I can't begin to pretend to understand what you guys are going through and and I, I will say it like I always say as a man I have it pretty easy I don't give I don't make babies I don't I make babies I don't I don't produce them and I don't carry them get I don't IUDs them. and go through I horror have, experiences I don't, have periods. I don't have all these changes in hormones that you guys do all the time so I, I'm really the kind of student today and I want you guys to kind of take the mic and, and, and discuss that angle of, of the health yeah and when you think about all the health care condi- or health conditions that we um you know we read about in the journals a huge part of it was focused on studies with males so issues that females deal with, whether it be emotional, you know, premenstrual symptoms, all of those were considered something that we either ignore or something that puts us at, you know, we have a psychological, you know, condition. There's a psychiatric condition behind that. It's not even that. get started on And so women also, you know, we're, we were trained that way. We were trained to look at our health in that way. Why can why can Tim do what, you know, why can Tim lift that much weight and I can't? Or why can Tim, you know, be cognitively intact throughout the whole month where we're going through brain fog, so, yeah. tiredness? <laughs> well, you know, like we, we do a lot of yeah. comparison, right? And when we, yeah. we're, we're the, you know, I always say this, like women are the matriarchs of the family, right? Whether or not they're mothers or not, they're responsible for nutrition, they're responsible for the health of the family, they're responsible for taking care of the elders. It's mostly female and that's not... You know, a gender bias, but it's accurate, accurate, right? And men are very problem solution focused. So if I have a problem, I'm going to deal with that problem. Women look at things a little bit more overall, but if they're not aware of what's going on, then the whole the whole system falls apart. That's a great point, Miriam. Because as you know, just as speaking from a man's point of view, if I hear a problem, I don't. Sometimes I'm not mindful of the problem, or I don't bring an emotion. I'm like, okay. This is a problem. Let's fix it. This yeah. is A, B, C, D. It's fixed. <laughs> and then when we discuss me and, and, and my wife or whoever, and, and, and she can't figure out why I'm just being so black and white, yeah. that's what first thing I go to. Yes, and, and women, yeah. and lots yeah. of women, especially women who weight train, are very masculine um masculine have a lot of masculine energy we like a lot of to-do lists we like Mm -hmm. a lot of dopamine things so we want to fix things ourselves but we have an emotional component that we either ignore or we just choose to say well that i'm I'm not going to address that issue right yeah wow Wow. it's fascinating isn't it i I didn't look at that angle that's so true because you're the ones you know a lot of times it's how you're wired yes you know yeah yeah, and we feel like, you know, most women feel like, okay, well, I have to do it that way. I just have to keep going and going, but then all these problems are coming up, but, you know, there's tasks to do, there's kids to take care of, there's 
husbands to care for. There's work, you know, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're like in your own business or you have your work, you have all these things to think about that women are not focusing on. Oh, like why am I having a, having a headache all the time? Or why am I waking up tired by 10 o'clock in the morning? All these questions that they can't address because they don't have the time. So, like, I'm so happy she's here right it's now amazing. because I'm going through, like I was telling Tim earlier before you got here that I'm doing a cleanse this week by medical medium because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had really shitty periods for 17 years. And I've been told by doctors, it's normal, birth control, mm-hmm. and then this time tried IUD because I was just so tired of feeling this way, you know? And um, not having that knowledge from that professional, you're like, just, oh my God, help me. You know, I get hot and cold sweats. Mm-hmm. I've blacked out maybe a handful of times. I've been passed out, found by the lockers because I just mm-hmm. fainted. Wow. Um, sharp pain, uh, dizzy, nausea, puking a lot of the times. So all these symptoms and like, terrible terrible cramps like almost every single month at least once a day for 17 years and as females we're just like okay let me pop some advil let me just sleep it off for a bit okay let's go Mm -hmm. on with the rest of the day and because i have so many tasks so when you brought that to your physician what did they ask those questions or how were you able to address them how much time did you get so ever since i've been little i'm just a i'm just a rebel like Mm -hmm. when i get in there i'm like i need to address what's going on but everyone just has looked at me and said, oh, maybe you should just try birth control. I'm like, no, that is not the solution. That's just masking it, right? Exactly. And then after all those years, I'm not going to lie, I gave up for a while because I was like, hey, well, you know, these health professions when I was younger, I'm like, they're not helping me. Like, no one's giving me a solution. Maybe I'm just messed up and this is what mm-hmm. I have to deal with. And this is how the rest nobody of my else, Nobody else feels this Nobody way. else this feels this way. Like, I have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And then this time... I mean, I've heard so many wonderful things about IUDs, and I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. against them, right? But I went to my OB, and she said, you know what? I think this will really help you. And I was like, okay, like, let's just do it, right? And she said, do the Mirena, blah, 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 because I personally just don't want to go on, like, hormonal stuff and birth control yeah, things, right? Yeah. And even though that's hormonal, she's like, try it out. I'm like, okay, let's try it out. <laughs> So when you, when you think about doctors and especially the physicians that we work with, remember there's all types of physicians that we work with, but yeah. we've been programmed to go through a general practitioner, totally. right? So when you think of an MD, they're doctors of medicine. So yeah. same thing, like a lot, the majority of them are male and you present them a problem, they want to give you a solution. Yeah. So you have a headache, here's an Advil. You have, you know, hormonal issues, here's a birth control pill. Yeah. So they don't look at the questions and say, the how's your eating? Yeah. How's your activity? Do you, are you stressed out? Like those kinds of questions that we don't take look at they just want to give you the solution. A, a pill yeah right because that's what their expertise is and we can't deny that or negate it it's just that is their job right so we go to yeah. different physicians which often is not encouraged right we go you know just like with a I've done that so many times right you know we go to a physiotherapist if we have a, a, a muscle issue or like you know a, a pain in our shoulder right we know what we know what kind of professional we need to go to when it's, you know, musculoskeletal, but when it's hormonal, when it's a headache, when it's something else, we still just go to general practitioner totally. and, you know, are they asking the right questions? Yeah. And are you giving them, um, are you asking them the right questions? Because it has to be a two-way relationship. Yeah. You can't just go to a doctor and say, hey, I have a headache. But like you said, I've been having this for 17 years. This is a problem I had for how long? But oftentimes the doctors don't give us that much time. The average visit that we have with a doctor really is six minutes, six yeah. to eight minutes. And how much yeah. time? And oftentimes when you bring up more than one problem, they're like, you're, you're going to have to make another appointment yeah. for that. And, and then, also, again, what you and said. I had, and for this appointment, it's, so I had to ask my friend to get me an appointment with the OB, even though I still had to wait a few months because I couldn't get an appointment through my doctor. So I had to fight for this because I'm like, I need yeah. to find a way. And it's not like GPs aren't 
wanting to help you. And no. It's just that, but you can't blame, like, you can't, like, it's fact that they're not experts on nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not experts on sleep. They're mm-hmm. not experts on these pillars of health because mm-hmm. that's not really their scope a lot yeah. of yes. GPs. And they're not wanting to harm you, but they no. only know their scope. Totally. And, and I, I think that to put us to put all our eggs in one basket to think they're going to fix everything by a pill or by seeing you for six minutes, it's not that, It's not happening. Yeah. yeah. And and we're trying to, to figure out here as a, as a, you know, at a woman's point of view is, is what's, totally. your best, what's your best angle and what, what's your best route. And what you're saying, we're not trying to say that, oh, like, our OBs, our doctors are bad. Not at all. Like, I love, love my OB. Like, she's wonderful. My doctor's great, too. They but serve a purpose. Yes. They serve yes. a they're, purpose. They're, and I think that's where we, where we as patients have to understand that that's their purpose. Yeah. We have to find other resources if we're yes. having yes. larger yeah. issues, right? Yes. You know, like, there's, we won't get a referral to an endocrinologist when they should actually be the ones that we ref- get referred to when there is a hormonal issue. But the yeah. doctor wants to say... You know, I'll just give you a birth control pill. It's a yeah. hormones problem. It's the birth control. Sometimes you have to that. take these things into your own hands yes. and do your own research, which is currently what I'm going through right now. I'm yeah. like, let me just do my own research and figure, mm-hmm. figure this out. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So when you're looking at um, questions like what you're going through, as women, we do have to be aware of those those things, right? So when it comes to hormones, are you aware of the types of hormones that are impacting your health, mm-hmm. right? We don't know that. We're just like, oh, it's PMS. I'm just going through this. Another, totally. Every 20 days, it's going to be a PMS totally. thing. But each time we go through those monthly, you know, monthly experiences, it can get worse and worse and worse, right? Like you said, each year or each month, I'm like, okay, I have hot sweats this time. Okay, next month I'm having, you know, headaches. I'm like, I'm having my period longer. Or it's more, you know, uncontrolled. Like all these things are happening, but we're just thinking, oh, it's just my period. I'm going to go through it. It's a it. monthly thing. And then, you know, it's messing up. The whole household gets messed up, right? Like it's, you're not, you're not focused. You're not concentrating. It comes, it comes in the way of your life. Like if... Anyone has asked me what is a barrier in your life, I'm like, this. And I can't, I don't know what to do about it. Like, and so many women go through that. And we beat ourselves up as women. Yeah. We're like, man, I need to be, like, I just need to be stronger. I need to just push past this. And we don't share our experiences or ask for help. Right, because yep. we think that we we can do it all. Yeah. Right, and then you know again, you know whether it's our partner, or spouses, or even other family, even other women, we're just like, well, suck it up. I don't have those issues. So then you don't, you like you said, you try to take it on yourself, and you're like, well, who the hell do I talk to because nobody's helping me, or everybody's telling me that I'm normal, it's fine, this is what's supposed to go through, and then you're just, you know, you're stuck suffering. So yeah. speaking of the word normal, that's a good word. I want to mm-hmm. ask you a question, and that that kind of triggered my memory there. Um, so. A lot of times, too, when, when I have a patient and they come in and I always ask these uh, other questions other than their knee, and then they, they start talking about night sweats or they start talking about, you know, hot flashes or about energy and lethargic, and then I ask them, hey, have you got your blood work done lately? Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, okay. I go, well, oh, they said it was, I didn't get a phone call, so I guess it's fine. Mm-hmm. I get that answer probably nine out of ten times. Yeah. I didn't get a phone call, so I guess it's fine. And then I asked, did you get a copy? Can I see it? Even though I don't know really, I see the normals and I, I want to kind of see what's, what's, where it varies, but I don't know either what I'm really looking for between a quote-unquote normal blood work or optimal blood work. Mm-hmm. And this is a, so some, what, what do you look for, Marianne? Well, these are some of the things I work with with my clients because, number one, you should be asking for blood work, especially if you're going through a phase of not knowing what's happening with your health. You want to find out what your baseline is. So... When you're uh, presenting your symptoms to the doctor, you might say, well, I have a hormonal problem. Okay, you know, you're, you're 40, you're still healthy, so I don't have to check your thyroid. Because they have this, you know, they have a set amount of blood work 
ticks that they have to choose. And if you're, you know, if you're 40, you're active, you're healthy, or you eat clean, oh, you know, you're, you're a healthy person, they're not, gonna, uh, they're not going to order that blood work. So you actually have to be um, an advocate of your health and mm-hmm. say, I'm having these things, I would like a hormonal panel done. And you'll find a lot of physicians will tell you no. So this is where either you... you Why would they say no on that for? They will say no. The majority will say no because either you're not presenting the symptoms or explaining them well enough, or number two, they just they're they're going through this list and saying you work out, you're healthy, you eat, you're fine, you look, you know. Aside from these symptoms, here's the response: I don't need to do this test for you, right? So they want to save that that hassle, and or you do the test and everything does come out normal, but what's your normal, it's, right? So for yeah. example, yeah. a good example, and I always bring this one up yeah. is blood pressure. The normal blood pressure is one thirty over eighty. My blood pressure is 90 over 60. That's my normal. And every time I go to the doctor, it's they're always telling me that I have low blood pressure. When I had my son, they pretty much told me I had to get um, a transfusion. I'm like, no, this is my normal blood pressure. Like, this mm-hmm. is where I'm at. So, you know, mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'll figure it out myself. But again, it takes knowledge of your own blood work mm-hmm. and your own health markers and symptoms to say... This is my normal, and this is not normal. Even for resting heart rate. So one of my friends, he's so active. His name is Clovis, like so active. And I think his resting is in the 40s. 40. Mm-hmm. And, in the 40s. And the doctor every time has just been like, are you yeah, like, are, are you okay? We're concerned. Yeah, and should give you a pill to and, bring you up your heart rate. Fly? And he said, <laughs> I am literally joke. teaching classes and exercising all day for years and years and years and you know, he has to tell them that, no, I'm fine, I'm not, I'm not dying. Yeah, and there's there's new markers, right? There's new yeah. markers, like I, I'll bring it up, but it's called heart rate variability. So we look at heart, um, you know, blood pressure, we look at heart rate, but there's also heart rate variability, and that is how does our heart respond to when it's stressed out. Mm-hmm. That's where physicians start taking a look at that, because, you know, I can be, my normal is 55, but if I get stressed out, it'll, you know, shoot up to 80, but does yeah. it respond back? to get back when it's going back to normal. If it's staying up there, then we know that it's not responding well. But those are markers that, again, we don't know much about or physicians don't pay much attention to or they look at that later on when your heart's already, you know. So would you say for for blood paneling, you're looking at thyroid, you know, looking at your your B vitamins, you're looking at your your inflammatory markers, or what would you, what would be the the top things you look for on a blood panel? Let's say you're feeling lethargic or you're working out, you're starting to lift weights and you just don't feel don't feel right well you want the general ones like where you know your immune system response like your white blood cells Mm -hmm. your um you know that piece of it there's also your thyroid right so and then there's also your um liver enzymes so there's a basic panel that's usually done at your physical assessment that's what you want to get a copy of first because especially you know ideally if you're collecting them each year ideally you should get a physical and blood work each year and each year you should look at those things and say these are some of the things that have changed for me in, in terms of my symptoms. My thyroid was, let's say, 1.0, and that's in the normal, but now my thyroid today is, like, you know, 1.25. It's still in the normal, but that might have, like, you know, you're now you're experiencing symptoms. Now the thyroid went up a little bit. The doctor will just say, you're fine, but you're going to say, but I'm experiencing these symptoms that could be related to thyroid. Can we get oh, okay. that checked so again? Right, yeah, and I can't say, you know, for everybody, everybody has to get the same panel because it's hard to know... You know, my lipids could be high because I have a genetic history of, um, you know, heart disease. Mm-hmm. Yours could be completely different, right? And so you want to know for yourself, what's my what's my health history? And ideally, identify that with the physician. And then together, you guys work towards what should be a yearly blood work check, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And ideally, if you had access to it, you should have access to your vitamins, your minerals. Yeah. And again, physicians don't often will, you know, will order that unless you ask. 
or you might have to go to a naturopath and get more blood work done. So mm-hmm. it de- really depends on your relationship with the physician and how much information yeah. you, you have. Yeah, yeah. Because even vitamin D, I've asked my physician for my vitamin D. He's like, oh, we all need vitamin D. It's like, well, I take a lot of vitamin D. Like, I take probably at least 5,000 IUs a day. And my vitamin D is still insufficient. It's moved up from last year and the year before. It's how you absorb it. But it's still, it's how you absorb it. It's the sunlight, like sunshine, you know, sun. Yeah. Because right now we're we're supposed to be watching Netflix in our basements and sitting around that way. Yes, and being around the computer. Don't go, do not go in the sunshine because you're going to get COVID from the air, breathing from the birds. So please don't. And if you are outside, wear it by yourself in a field. No one around you. Wear a mask, a hoodie, glasses, and sunscreen. Exactly. Because God forbid you get in the sun for six minutes a day. That could be Thank a meme. You. Yeah. I can just picture it. So, yeah, yeah vitamin D is, is crucial. That's, that's a great point there. Yeah. Um, actually, and even, I've heard so much about, like, B12 mm-hmm. and zinc. And, you know, when you get your blood work and they say it's normal, but I've been reading up. Um, especially with Medical Medium's book and stuff, yeah. and he said most people are deficient in B12, B12. even though your blood work says normal, yeah. which is exactly what you're and saying, you know, optimal and... versus normal. Yeah. Okay, so Marianne, yeah. let's say you are lacking in B12. What are your steps to improve that? Well, there's, and so number one is we'll find out where what levels you are. So oftentimes what doctors will say is go buy a B12, you know, and you don't know what kind of B12 supplements that are out there that are you know, that you can absorb. I have one um, client where she takes a lot of B12 and her, she, her, she just won't absorb it. Her body won't absorb wow. it. So she has to mm-hmm. find ways nutritionally to, to get it. But again, when she has to end up having the B12 shots, but she found out after a year, she's like, I'm still lethargic. I'm still tired. I'm getting like, I'm taking B12 supplements. I've tried to take different, you know, a variety of different B12 supplements and there's none of them is making me feel any better. She had to go get the B12 shots, and she's like instantly, like it's a completely different this is um, very interesting. response. And again, it's hers is because she's not absorbing B12. So you could be taking a number of supplements and not knowing if it's helping you or not. So when even clients, though your blood work is normal, quote unquote. oh yeah, and normal for who? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, normal yeah. for who? Like this my is scary. again, like yeah. you have to find out again. This is where I say you have to be an advocate for your health and. Get the copies of the blood work. And if you don't know how, this is where I can help you, right? This mm-hmm. is where I'm like, let's take a look at your numbers. Let me take a look at your symptoms. Let me find out, you know, what other blood work you might need um, and who to get referred to. Because you might need a referral to a nurse practitioner. You might need a referral to a naturopath, just depending on the severity of your symptoms so and how quickly you want to address them. the client comes to see you and says, listen, Marianne, like, like I'm, I'm, I want to start a weight program. Uh, you know, my, my diet's off. Um, my training is just beginning. I don't feel right. What do you do? Like, what, what is your assessment and what are you looking for in trying to educate that, that new client on right away? I want them to start tracking. tracking. I want okay. them to start taking information and writing it down. So usually I'll have them do a seven-day journal of what they're eating, mm-hmm. what their activity levels are, how their sleep is, what their, you know, how much, you know, are they peeing enough? What's their uh, bowel movements like? What is their stress level? So sleep, stress, and sugar are the big ones I always sleep, talk about. So how is your sleep? How much yeah. sugar? Yeah, yeah. I do it. I call it a three S heck, heck check. So it's three <laughs> S. Like three S's are the sleep, stress, sugar. So monitor yeah. those. Heck check is your hunger, energy, and cravings. Cool. Right, so if you're finding that your hunger is up, your energy is low, your cravings are high, then there's something hormonally happening that your body's not responding to. So, like you said, when you're, um, you know, when you're exercising and you're changing your diet and all these things are happening, a lot of the times, especially when we haven't started exercise or haven't exercised for a while, we start, you know, working out, lifting weights, you eat more. 
right? Everyone, You're... write this down. It's Marianne's. Marianne's like she's gonna patent this and, and, and copyright it. <laughs> Get a pen for wine. Heck, yeah. Write it yeah. down. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's super cool. Oh, it's super cool. And, and that's why I tell clients to kind of take a look at it in their day, like where you know where are those markers in the day? And again, when you have your period, those things change every two weeks, right? So you've probably heard of cycle-based training, like how do I work out? When I'm on my period and when I'm off my period. Oh, wow. And there yes. is Go. ways to do that. And I don't really that. get into yeah, that with my clients until they're yeah. really honed in on their nutrition and just being consistent in weight training, resistance training. Wow. Mm-hmm. that's I never knew that before. Mm-hmm. About yeah, there's books. Training. Yeah, I've been uh, hearing more about it now in 2020. Not before because as women, we're like... Oh my god! I just gotta suck it up. I just yeah, gotta. I'm do not gonna it. work out all week. Like, I'm too tired. I'm too it's tired. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But wow. I've been hearing more about it. It's so cool. It's yeah. so fascinating. It's very fascinating. I, that's that's like I'm all over that. But yeah, women have to change their training based on their cycle, and especially like when you're going through a menopause, um, your training has to change a little bit because there's different hormones that you're having to work with. And again, it no, it goes like it it relies on you knowing you right you knowing how your body's responding yeah. like you said like when you have your you know pms you might go through hunger like you're eating you know it's all sorts of sweets for me when i pms i love my sugar i mean i love my crunchy salty when you might like your sweet and whatever but it's again it goes back to why am i craving that and what mineral mm-hmm. or what what's missing what's my body using up more of that i need to replenish mm-hmm. so obviously as as you know having a high level of education in this in, in yourself and me, me and you, you mentioned it in our last podcast of how important it is for women to weight train. Like, it's vital. Yes. And no, you're not going to look like a big, bulky man after two weeks of working out. <laughs> so what do you say, Marianne, when people ask you, I don't, or tell you, I don't want to work out with weights. I'll look bulky. And I'll look like oh, a man. I'll grow a beard and, my, and, a, and a goatee and look like my husband. <laughs> right? So what do you say to that? When it, I'm sure you get that quite a bit. Oh, all the time. It's false. If you see women who work out on a daily basis, you know that they are... are um, you know that they're not going to get bulky. If, if anything, they're going to actually get leaner, tighter, and more tall. So listeners, if you could see these two girls now that I'm talking to, you'd get what she just said. You guys both are massive trainers. You, you train every day. You weight train. And you guys don't look like me. No. <laughs> you don't look bulky. You don't look like I me. Don't, I don't want I have arms way, like that big. <laughs> I have a way better beard than you guys do. My yeah. beard is way yeah. better. So. I mean, I could probably challenge you a little bit on that one <laughs> i am uh, you guys like had got my east indian jeans over I here <laughs> see you two right now on camera and see when you say that that you mean it and and you guys train so hard and you look lean muscular and feminine and and, and that is is you don't look bulky masculine and manly and really when you in any capacity when you think about uh resistance training what is the overall goal of why we strength train body composition change right mm-hmm. the biggest organ in our body are the muscles if anything when we're taking a look at how do older or how do people who are diagnosed with cancer any kind of health chronic health condition what is the first thing that happens they deteriorate in their muscle yeah. a skeletal muscle right yeah. especially you know someone with cancer you see all of that stuff so if you're not focused especially women because we have a hard time developing muscle. If you're not focused on strength training, you're going to have a hard time as you get older. You put you at higher risk for yeah. falls. You have mm-hmm. more injury. Your bone density is less. Your yeah. energies, you know, your energy changes. If you don't focus on resistance training, you're really putting yourself at risk for all those conditions. And that's mm-hmm. why I feel like fitness has to be key in your health program 
not, you know, there's a different, and I hate this when they always, oh, I did gardening, or I went for a long walk today. There's a difference that's between. A, that's a daily activity. It is. <laughs> a, 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 there's a difference between activity and exercise, right? And yes. women well, always yeah. say, well, I went to yoga. Okay, I, that's great, right? But it, what are you doing to stimulate muscle growth? Yes. yes. What are you doing to stimulate muscle growth? And yeah. if you're not adding protein in your diet, if you're not strength training and making sure that you're, you're progressively overloading your muscles, you're just going to stay looking the same, right? That's a great point. And for guys, I mean, we want to gain weight and, and like muscular weight. Uh, it's encouraged to gain weight, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. to get bulky and bigger. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to do some curls for girls, right? So you, you know, that, that's <laughs> yeah, encouraged for guys, yeah. right? And <laughs> I don't love the same. So, so, and with us, you know, we have options of, you know, increasing our protein intake, mm. uh, creatine, which is a very safe, uh, widely long-term studied yeah. uh, research supplement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would, there's nothing wrong with, with me or anyone here saying creatine is, is a good muscle building uh, supplementation. Mm-hmm. But what would you say you advise clients for supplements or for, uh, you know, for women to, to help with that uh, muscle, perm- like, Promoting muscle growth. Promoting muscle growth. Yeah, yeah. Their nutrition yeah. first, right? What are they eating first? So ideally, like I was, I followed Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and she's very muscle-centric focused on her, uh, in her practice. And her biggest thing is that you have to have at least 20 to 50 grams of protein per meal. Because meal. for okay. if you want to stimulate muscle growth, that's what you need to um, start consuming. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the average female diet, I look at all my clients, and the average is 50 grams of protein per day. Per if, day. If that, if that. Right? So even if you think about your diet, and that's... And that's for someone who is just eating regular. Okay, add a protein shake in there. Even then, that's 70 grams. The yeah. guideline, and you probably already know this, is ideally one gram per uh, pound of body weight, right? But and while you say that, let's dispel one myth. I want you as a nurse to, to back me up here, if you can. And what I hear, like my mom, for example, she's tea and toast. I have my tea and toast. Like, mom, like, I love you. I want you to, to she's older. She's 77. Sorry, mom. I'm, I'm dating you here. <laughs> but I tell her, eat more protein, eat yep. healthier. And then she'll say, I heard it's hard on my, on my kidneys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you hear that, what do you say to that? What, how much protein are you consuming like, a day? Like she's having a, like a piece of salmon. Right. Like, so, if, yeah, and exactly. same thing, like my, my mom had, and I'll bring up my mom, but she had breast cancer. And the biggest thing when we were getting her back to treatment for that is her nutrition. Her diet prior to breast cancer was coffee with sugar and cream, a muffin or a croissant, and then her lunch would be, you know, soup, if anything, and then her dinner would be, okay, let's say chicken and rice. The total protein there is 25 grams. Oh, my gosh. Right? And as soon as she started changing that and added protein to her her breakfast, like the eggs and the avocado, her lunchtime was chicken and a salad, Mm. dinner was salmon and, you know, greens, her energy was up, her protein levels were up, she had more... um, she's avoided having cancer and she's been seven years cancer free. So it's, and she notices her energy change as soon as she starts going back to her croissants and her coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. Like she's, and I take a look at her skeletal muscle percentage. She doesn't feel as strong. Her sleep is off. She's more like, she's, cr- she's more cranky. There's a different uh, response to the foods that she eats. So for people who are saying, you know, I don't, I'm gonna, it's going to, it's going to damage my kidneys. Well, you're not eating enough protein to even say that. So until you yeah. can tell me you're having, you know, 150 grams in your hundred pound women, I'm not going to worry about your liver function not working unless you actually have a liver condition, then you have to monitor that. But most, you know, generally 
you know, healthy people or individuals, especially when they're older, they have to have more protein if they want to maintain or even yeah. get some more muscle in their in their yeah. body. Well, look at Joan on Instagram. I think we talked yes. about her. Yes. yes. I know exactly who we're talking about. Oh, my about. God. And you, saw her be, you saw her before. You saw totally. her before or after, right? And look how much muscle she's she so lifts. Inspiring. And is she so amazing. Is she, is she 80? In, yeah. yeah. You're probably not. But she's in BC. Listen. She's, she's you're, in BC. You, you are amazing. You're she is incredible. Yeah. And yeah. she is having her protein. Love Joan. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she progressively she overloads yes. in her training. Yeah. She does a lot of weight training and she's not bulky. She's no. not, you know. She's wonderful. I always yeah. quote Spot University quite a bit, but I love Aaron. And, and he made a great uh, post a long time ago. And, and it was along the lines of um, if, if, you're, if you're not weight training, uh, in your youth, you you, you won't have uh, essentially. Huh, I'm, I'm, I want to call him well, but I'm not. But what, what he's saying is that if you're if you're 88 years old and you're feeling well, you're feeling good, it's because you've weight trained your life. Yeah, you, yeah. You've, 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 I agree. You've developed this base. So when you're older, you're not fragile. You're still resilient. And and when you're 88, you still can weight train. Yeah. You can still lift weights. And yeah. you're you see someone who doesn't work out or eat well or have that lifestyle their whole life at 88. Someone who does. And you would never know they're the same age. Yeah. And even if you think, like, think about your workout, okay? So let's say your workout is 60 minutes. That 60 minutes of your workout is a description of how you live your life, right? Like, when you do your workout, you're getting your, you know, your brain primed, you're getting your body prepared for the exercise. When you're starting to lift weights, you, you know, you push yourself harder, you go through resistance, you're telling yourself in your head, like, you know, you can lift this weight. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that happen in that workout that, you know, that, um, that shows you how you live your life. Mimic your life. Right, it, mm-hmm. it mimics your life, yeah. So how resilient are you during those workout sessions? Are you pushing yourself? Are you um, allowing yourself to, you know, rev up and then cool back down? Those are parts of life when we're going through stress. As right? Rock always says, you don't make progress without the hard work. Yeah, yeah. And, and during that journey of your hard work, you know, you, you create progress, you make change, you make progress in a positive direction, and you're... And your whole life is better off for yeah. because of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fitness journey is not easy, right? So no. the people no. who are who go to the gym all the time, they know that, but they know the results that it gives them, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're taking a look at, you know, I don't want to look a certain way, is that the overall goal of strength training? It's yeah. it, it's one of the goals, but yeah. longevity-wise, you want to feel healthy, strong, younger um, as you get older. Yeah, yeah. we just made that last po- um, podcast about glute training. Mm-hmm. And we, we listed five or six things why you train glutes. And the last one's, oh, by the way, you have a nice booty. Yes. And yeah. that's one of them. It's not why you're doing it, but yeah. it's a great side yeah, effect. It's a great so side it effect. Yes. Sure is, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's a lifelong journey. And I feel there's no destination. It's yeah. literally the journey that you have to enjoy, Yeah. you know, when it comes to weight training and just your health. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of the times, too, when women are resistant to resistance training, it's because they don't know what, where to start. Yeah. Right? Just and overwhelmed. Yeah, they're overwhelmed. They're at the gym and people know what they're doing or they don't know what they're doing. But it's, again, we're thinking that we're having to do it ourselves, right? And so we try to follow these YouTube programs and try to go, you know, I'm going to do what, you know, Tim's doing in his workout program. Maybe that will help me do. So it's, again, you're ignoring the fact of what does my body need to look yeah. a certain way or change in body composition and who can I access to help me get there? Well, just so you guys know, uh, Marianne has seen a number of my patients and have helped them immensely. And I will not hesitate to, to if there's any questions about health for, for, my, for my woman who want to train their nutrition, their hormones, and uh, before I exhale, I will say the word Marianne. <laughs> and uh, I think... Uh, and, uh, 
you two have even taught me stuff today. This is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, this is, I, yeah. I, I love talking about this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love right. learning and just so, I just, just mind blowing how much information is out there and how like, much we don't know and as women. The proper way, and this is why we have you here. Like we said, yeah. for podcast. Our job is to take all this info out there good, bad, negative, positive, false, real, fake news, good news, CNN news, and then real news, yeah. and then filter it down to some nuggets. And this is a nugget Simplify today with Marianne today. Yeah, and yeah. If, if it's going to be anywhere to start, like I had mentioned, is start with taking a look at your seven day life. What is happening yeah. there? What are you eating? Again, like going back to that. And if you're looking at it and you're like, okay, I know that I'm not drinking enough water. Okay, I know I'm not having enough protein. Um, then fix it yourself or mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we really need to focus, yeah. asking for help. There's lots of reasons why we don't ask for help, yeah. right? Totally and that's better. where we have to overcome those beliefs first. But it starts with assessing yourself, yeah. asking for help. And then doing what the help tells us to do, right? And, and you, you know this as practitioners. It's like, I can help you, but you have to help yourself. If exactly. you don't do these stretches, if you don't do the walking, if you don't do this other stuff, you know what to do. Then start doing that if you want to make change. Yeah. And, you ha- and it, for things to change, you have to change. Like you have to be ready to change. Yeah. No one can force you. You know, we can all be here to guide you along the way, give you the tools. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to do the work to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're and a don't, very important And tool don't fall into that path. Because I feel most of us fall into the pattern of that busy lifestyle and we're just go, 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 taking care of other people, doing work, and you forget about yourself and you just suppress the symptoms and you're like, hey, I'll get, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get yeah. to it. And, and then, then you're you reach, 40 and then you have a chronic disease. Yeah, you reach right? a point where you're like, shit. Sick, and then you're in sick care. Yeah. yeah. And like I always go back to it, and I know you're sick of my analogy, but when you go on an airplane and you take the, watch the video... And the first thing they say is when you're in trouble, the oxygen yeah. mask drop down, you put yours on first, and then you help your daughter or son or your Yeah, no, completely. Because without your health or your oxygen, you can't help anybody. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as a mother, right, as a wife, um, you know, you're not going to be able to take care of your kids, your grandkids, your yeah. husband. You're not going to be able to take, take care of me when I have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. in bed and yeah. crying yeah. if you're not healthy yourself. No yeah. one's going right? to take yeah. care of you but you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember even when, when I used to breastfeed my son and I'm just like, I can't feed you unless I feed myself first because yeah. there's just no way you're going to get any kind of fuel if I yeah. don't feed myself. And it works, like I said, in the same thing as a family structure. It works the same way as like if you have people to care for and women are caregivers. So how can we care for other people if we're not yeah. aware of our own like health. Female power. Yeah, that's <laughs> just had to throw that in there. No, you two are. That, that's, it's, 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 we're very complex, and I think very. that's me. Very. <laughs> very. <laughs> and you know, Tim. <laughs> but very. I, I you think, but that's complex. just how we're wired. Yes. We're very simple creatures as yeah. men. I think women yes. try to feel like we, we try to be simple or try to believe okay. that we're simple, but we have to embrace that we're complex and we understand that everything is related to each other. We can't just say... The hormones, the emotions. Yeah, we can't just you know isolate this problem here and say, okay, when I'm home, I'm not going to deal with my work issues. Yeah. It's stressing me out because that's it's coming back in one way, shape, or form. It's going yeah. to manifest itself in yeah. one way, shape, or form. Perfect. Wow. Mic drop. Mic drop yeah. again. Um, Marianne, what we got to say is... Oh, this is, this is so wonderful. I could it? listen to you for yeah. hours. I could talk all day. Like, where is my notebook <laughs> and pen? Uh, and I, I'm, uh, I will put it on my, on my Instagram, too, and everything, but I strongly suggest uh, you guys pass this on, if you heard this episode, to any female in your entire life, yeah. whether it be your, your wife, your sister, your mother, your friend, your, whatever it may be, 
Uh, it's very important to hear this and gives you a new perspective on women's health that it's not, oh, here's birth control and yeah, oh, come on, you're a woman, suck it up. Like, oh, you know, are you on your period again? Like mm-hmm. that garbage. So yeah. it's uh, it's refreshing to hear this and uh, I learn a lot today. And be I, kinder. Yeah. Be kinder to yourselves and be your own advocate. Yeah. That's a great For health. And don't just suppress. I mean, I'm guilty. I've suppressed symptoms for 17 years of my life, but I reached a breaking point this year where I was like, yeah. no one's going to help me. I have to figure it out myself. Yeah. And those are the ones and that we I end up seeing is because they've shouldn't reached have the point to live that of, way. Yeah. They've reached the point of desperation yeah. and you shouldn't have to. Like I said, it's a matter of like starting, you know, with that few you know, few small symptoms and saying I need to address this and yeah. let that speak loud and clear. Because like you said, you know, symptoms are gonna whisper until they speak louder, right? It's it's gonna come out and like in another <laughs> way. Yes. Yeah. So Marianne, how do people get hold of you? to get your services, your knowledge, your everything? Um, probably the best way is through Instagram. I've got lots of information that I post on there. So it's marianne.yourfitnessnurse. Um, but you can message me through there. You can um, text me, call me, but... Um, probably through Instagram. Probably through Instagram <laughs> is the best way. Drop because, your number. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like kind of educating people and giving them some information first because a lot of the times when they're like, yeah, I have that symptom, okay, you know, let's look at that first and then you can probably decide for yourself. You're like, oh, I'm totally feeling like I might have PCOS or whatever. And a lot of the times, once you start opening that rabbit hole, then you start discovering, you're like, holy smokes. Not to toot your horn again, Mm -hmm. but like everyone out there, I I know Marianne personally, and this is why I brought her in. And uh, whenever I talk to Marianne, I learn something every time. And the, the saying I give to everyone is if I'm ever in a room, and I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. today I'm I'm in the right room because I'm in ah, someone very totally. smart. And, totally. And, uh, it's it's great to hear. And Marianne, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much you. for having me. I appreciate oh, thank it. You. Oh, anytime. And we're going to do a part two to this. Soon. Yeah, I would love Oh, I love to. this podcast. Know, this is just so like yeah. mesmerized and like, I feel so light. Yeah. And once again, <laughs> Normally we're like crazy. But. You know, we had to talk much, which is weird, which is great. So you you won today. And this no is dad jokes. And, oh, no, no. You know what? Wow, <laughs> it's one of those. Disappoint wow. myself. No, you know what? It's I was not, waiting it's, for it's one. Is it coming? It's not, it's not somewhere. A it's not a joke. But uh, on the, the weekend, episode. on Friday, I went to the doctor's, and he told me I'm going deaf. That was really hard news to hear. <laughs> he just had to throw it in there. <laughs> I threw it. I brought it up. It's my fault. But this, this is actually amazing. It was great, Mary. Thank you, you so you, much. There was no dad jokes until now. I know. I, I couldn't because I was listening, and I was like, yeah. in my well, brain, very, I'm saying, wow, this is, this is like, this is awesome. I was waiting for a yeah. couple. Yeah, no, I, I was mesmerized, too. The, the male, you know, you just absorbing all the information, ha- like, whoa, being, this is happening to females. Like Usually I go, no, 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 oh, really? And you know I what? In, like, wow, in a female's awesome. defense, too, I guess for the male listeners, the, only, the main question that I think men should start asking is, how can I help? Yeah. And just being more empathetic, too. Or what's your ring size or what's your favorite flowers? Like, yeah. Does that help? <laughs> I think how can I help you would probably okay, be first. Okay, and yeah. then they'll let you know what size <laughs> ring yeah. and how much flowers. Uh, okay. and, and being empath- empathetic because, I mean, as women, we hear this, like, for years, you know, the whole, like, oh, it's nothing, it's suck it up, stop being a baby, or, like, oh, my God, you're PMSing, you must be on your time of the month. Don't, don't say that. Say Guys, that stuff. trust me, don't say that. You have no clue. It took me 40 years to learn that. But don't say like, that. you have no clue how it is to be in a female body. And we body. don't. You no. don't, right? So yeah. just. It's a trigger. Re- yeah, yes, it's a trigger. It, it really is. Forewarning. <laughs> the punch, women, sucker punch. Don't tell us we're wrong, okay? And then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is fun. And until we meet again, everyone, once again, thank you so much for listening. We really, genuinely, legit appreciate every single one of you listeners out there. We do. We love you all. And please don't forget to subscribe, share. And one thing I I promised my one of my patients and Bailey Dirksen, you're one of my biggest, our biggest fans here. And uh, I want to say hi to Bailey. Shout out. Hi, Bailey. Bailey. Hi, Bailey. Everyone, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Peace. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Okay.